staff who's a um, magic uh, mage uh, advisor who could say, you know, this um, ring and color gizmo you've got, uh, it's just bad news. Or, oh, here's a, a thing you could... Um, totally use that for um okay the fortune hunters there are like mages who are members of the fortune hunters but they're not there's no one like on the staff that is you know a, a wizard or anything like that mm -hmm. But they they could probably um, uh, advise a um, point me to the um, use magic items thrift shop. Pulling it up. There there are a couple options uh, in. in the city uh and it's um so basically you could try the um there is a procurer's order office on one of the other levels you've probably heard of it so they deal almost exclusively in magic items you could probably try talking to them about um, they would also be a good choice for selling something like that. Um, and then there is a mage's guild in the city of Torvirti. So. You said uh, procurer's order? Yes. Alright, so that'll be... Uh something that uh javid wants to do um talking to the uh the group first to say we've got this thing uh, it was used for really creepy stuff and probably has bad juju associated with it uh what do you think should we uh keep it get rid of it <laughs> get rid of it What's what's the the consensus? Uh, I uh, believe we were going to do drinking competitions before we went out into the city. Like, like I thought the where the last session ended, the dragon's breath had been brought out, and there was about to be a drinking competition. You are correct. Yeah, so as far as far as I know, we're still like night one in Torvir Deep. We just showed up to the Fortune Hunters Guild Hall, basically, and we're sitting in the Mead Hall, finally taking a breath. Uh, you'd been Javid had been offered another job from his handler to handle some like inner city spy work that we had was it spies? It was something. It was something to do in the city, like insurrection or something. Um Lord yeah. disappearing. Yes. Yep. Refu refugees were disappearing. 
uh, refugees were disappearing, and then someone had mentioned bringing, you know, fire water out, dragon's breath, and we were about to get litty titty. Um, are we staying at the guild hall? Like, do they have rooms for us here? Um, did you join the fort? I did. Okay, so yes, they do have rooms available. Um, but for everybody else, they would not. Okay, so Briar and Dimitari are the two that are basically homeless because the rest of us joined up. They could stay with Azriel in her very sketch apartment. Oh, hello. Hi. Sorry, my little sister was having a gender reveal. Nice. Did you guys burn anything down? No, we didn't. Blow anything up? Oh. Um, well, they exploded like little party poppers. But, you know, I don't think that counts. Oh. I know. Now, is this her gender or somebody else's? Well, it's her baby's sex, but, you know. What are you ah. Do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a girl. It's their fourth girl. Oh, my goodness. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all pretty much hoping for a girl. Like, well, there you go. Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> Maybe, uh, so what did I miss, y'all? Uh, we were just recapping. Alright. No. <laughs> you did miss last time. So, <laughs> you guys are in the uh, Fortress uh, office. The uh, tavern, pretty much, that's set up for the use of the Fortune Hunters. Uh, and they, as it is the uh, celebration of the All Fathers Month, they do have some uh, of the uh, Dragon's Breath available to you guys. So, if anyone would like to partake of the Dragon's Breath... Uh, can I get a constitution saving? Doing it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dimitari is drinking it too? Absolutely. Wow. Well, not here today. Brian's oh, yeah. got okay, a nice okay, right. con. Um, We've learned our lesson. Alright. Mine. We're better for it. <laughs> oh, you're all doing it? Sure. I think Javid's the only one that's not. I uh, thought I clicked and it didn't show up anywhere. Do it again. Yep, I don't see it, but
Something's gone funny with my D&D Beyond. I'm... Snow's just getting assed out. I just catch fire. Alright, my well, while he is trying to figure that out, you guys kind of all head back into the uh, main hall area of the Fortune Hunter. Um, as you do so, kind of hear like, Dragon's Breath! And, you know, people start getting excited. There's some shouting, and uh, you can see, especially uh, the handful of dwarves in the audience are like, Dragon, Dragon, Dragon! And they're like slamming their fists on the table. They kind of pull you guys out into the, the center of the room and like almost like push you up onto the tables and uh, your little group is standing there over this like room of little like rough and tumble adventurer type and they're all chanting and you see kind of like floating through the crowd these big like glass boots filled with this like bubbling like smelly looking ale of sorts. Uh, and as they kind of hand it up to each of you, the like smell wafting off of it tells you that this stuff is uh, pungent and it is going to go down spicy for sure. Uh, you know, it's a, a very high percentage alcohol. Like, I don't even know if you can call it ale anymore, but they certainly do. Uh, still don't see Javid's. But as the chanting kind of reaches its apex, you guys start drinking. Uh, it is, it burns on the way down, and it sits in your stomach, and and burns a little bit more. Uh, it's like so thick and like pungent. You like you know you stop for a second, and you let out a little burp, and you almost feel like you know if you had a light you know. Uh, lighter or a candle in front of you, you would just throw flame. That's how, you know, alcoholic and flammable this is. Uh, Onox, Briar, and Demitari, you guys, you know, let out your burp and and your stomach feels hot, but overall, it's it's fine. Uh, Snow, you like hold it down for a second, and you just it's coming back up. Your body just nope, got to get this out of here. You almost immediately just hurl it right back up. And you guys have probably gotten through maybe a third of the boot. When Snow vomits, you hear, Ah! Dragon's breath! Dragon's breath! You know, he, like, almost vomits on one of the guys <laughs> underneath him and just splats on the ground, and the guy gives you, like, a that first an angry look, and then they're like, Yeah! Uh, so, can I get you guys to make another con save? Demetrier killing this so far. Yeah. <laughs> what? Snow. What the hell? I'm gonna aim it better this time. Oh yeah, you're gonna actually vomit on that. <laughs> no, it's gonna vomit further away from people. All right. As you guys drink more of it, you can tell that it is getting more difficult to keep down. Uh, this time, snow, you just you throw it up. It, you don't even, 
almost don't even bother getting it down. It doesn't stay down at all. You just you just vomit. Uh, but Briar oh, and Onyx as well. You know, you could you like catch yourself vomiting a little bit. Uh, but Briar and Demitari, Demitari just barely managed to keep it down. Uh, and hmm. for those of you who would continue drinking the boot to the sounds of chanting, can I get another concept? The um, manual rolls in Foundry or slash R space, like in uh, Roll20, right? Yeah, pretty sure something like that. It's not, it's not doing it for me. Uh, I can't roll from D&D Beyond or from uh, Foundry. Try restarting your browser because... All right. Bless you, Snow. You just keep trying. Yeah, Snow is hey, just like Mama. He's, Mama didn't raise no quitters. He's like he's like drinking a couple <laughs> sips and then like <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> Oh, and, and it, like, it burns coming up. Yeah, it burns both ways, and like the people behind, like around Snow, are like, "It's okay, you didn't, you gotta stop. It's it's over." And you're like, "Huh." <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like, you know, there's a little kid crying, like, "Stop, he's already dead." As Snow like takes a sip, <laughs> vomits it up, takes another sip. <laughs> Uh, Briar's just sipping this like tea. Uh, Everybody yeah. else is struggling. Briar's just like pinky out, just fucking. <laughs> yeah, Briar drains the last little bit of it and is like, lets out one last like flammable belch, and everyone goes dragon's breath with excitement. But at the very last moment, uh, Demitari, it just gets to be too much, and she just spews everything that she had. Can she throw it up in the boot? Probably, yeah. Just back into the boot, refills it. Uh, same with Onox. This like trying to put down the last little bit of it. It's just too much. You know, it got worse and worse as time went on. It's gonna come out my nose, and I'm just oh, not yeah. gonna be happy about it. It's, oh, it's man, one of those where burn. you try to stop it, and then like the vomit comes out your nose. Everything's burning. It's in your lungs. <laughs> But the crowd goes wild as Briar, unexpectedly, is the only one who's able to put it down and keep it down. And they just like lift you onto their shoulders and they're kind of parading you around the room. Dragon's breath! Dragon's breath! Uh, can I get all this of you... This is my peak moment in life! Yep. <laughs> this is it! It's all downhill from here! Uh, can I get all of you who drank the dragon's breath to give me another con save? This stuff is just trash today. Alright. 
Snow and Demitari. Um, there we go. Okay. So, right. Javid, you're... Um, um, how many con saves am I behind? Uh, you are behind three, so you need to roll three more times. Uh, Briar and Onox. You two, uh, even though... Uh, well, I should say, Javid, your first check would have been a fail, so you would have tried that first few sips and you would have vomited it. So if you wanted to keep going, you could have done uh, three more, or I just need one more. Uh, Dragon's Breath is particularly potent uh, and basically poison to non-dwarves, um, such that pretty much anyone who drank any of it... Uh, yeah, Javid, you would have, you would have hurled it. Did you keep going? <laughs> Two more times. I kept going. All right, just hurled, hurled again, hurled a third time. But after you're done hurling, yeah, you got a thirteen, a seventeen, and a seventeen. Would we technically be poisoned if we threw it all back up? Uh, so it is particularly <laughs> potent, um, and and it is literally poison to non-dwarves, such that. In Javid's case, even though he kept drinking it and kept vomiting it up, is not poison. Uh, however, uh, Snow and Demitari are poisoned. Uh, Briar and Onox are the only ones to just power through it. It's probably fine. You're definitely drunk pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Briar just doesn't even notice, you know. All right. But the excitement begins to die down. They've uh, enjoyed your participation in the uh, ritual of the dragon's breath. It's a bit late in the month, I believe. I think it's the last week of this, uh, this month. So pretty much everybody who has wanted to attempt the feat of consuming dragon's breath did it weeks ago and learned their lesson. They're not going to try again. Um... I, I can picture a whole bunch of them gathered around this this group of newbies who've been out of town and uh, haven't experienced yet. They're they're laying odds, uh, losing uh, fur furiously. So uh, with with uh, uh, Briar, just there's there's one guy out. in the corner who bet ten gold on Briar and just wiped them all like a goddamn bandit. <laughs> you can see people just like angrily handing him coins. Uh, and he's just like you know, getting so many that he can't even carry them. I better get a tithe of that or something. He's uh, on his. You can see that he's like hurriedly trying to stuff you know this windfall into his pouch, and as he kind of like is like jingle, 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 jingle towards the door, he's like for your troubles, and he just puts like ten gold down on the table in front of you and jingle, 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 jingle out the door. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. offer to buy my buddies another if they wanna try again. <laughs> Absolutely not. That was not fun. My nose, my nope. throat hurts. Yeah. Also, I complain. Belch and everything burn. Even my ears burn. I can feel the earwax melting. Yeah, you guys are sitting at the table where where Asriel has just been, you know, taking in this 
uh, raucous behavior by each of you, and, and you know, every once in a while, you guys let out a little burp, and you can see the like candle go. <laughs> can I like control flames to make the flame bigger on the candle, and then burp as hard as I can into it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, little <laughs> breather. Hold Whoosh. on, let's see. Can I get a performance check out of you? I'll give you advantage. Oh yeah. You you like you kind of set the flame a little bigger and then you uh, wait for one of the burps and then just and this inferno like flies out of your mouth. Uh, there's this like great like swell of heat and flame. Uh, you know, a couple of people are like picture it in, in a different color. It starts out orange and goes to blue. Yeah, that's the the dragon belt, uh, dragon's breath burps. It's a well known thing. Uh, one of the dwarves at the table next to you goes, "Hey, dragon's breath!" Ah! <laughs> Another rowdy cheer. There's a reason dwarves have poison resistance. Because they drink oh, they, poison. They built up an immunity. Oh, yeah, because they poison themselves all day with this kind of stuff. All right. So what are you guys doing now? You're all kind of just... Whew, you know... Uh, Sitting there, you, you kind of, uh, there's that uh, sensation of, of being, like, drunk, but you've literally, you know, for some of you, you really didn't drink that much, you know? You made it a few chugs into a dragon's breath thing, but it is po I think I'm just going to call it a night. They said they got rooms for us here, so I'm just going to go to the bed. Yeah, I'd like um, to point out uh, that it's, like, 10 in the morning. And we had a long rest a couple hours ago. It is early in the morning. Yeah, I'm uh, just going to take a power nap to not be shit-assed. It's close to noon, maybe. I just want to take like an hour nap before I start doing the stuff that I actually wanted to do. Alright. So, are you guys taking a, you know, short rest here in the tavern? Kind of biding your time? Yeah, I just want to come down off the, mm -hmm. the drunkenness before I go out in a place I'm not very familiar with. Can Azriel lie everyone ounces um, drinking water, which he obviously ordered for the party and is, you know, making sure they're sipping it while they're kind of passed out. Um, can she, after that, start sparring with just, you know, anyone who wants to spar with her? Sure. Uh, gonna try and bully snow into drinking some more <laughs> yeah, you, snow. you wanna prove yourself man nope come on <laughs> you can do it this time I, f I feel I feel good about it this time I'll, I'll she's she like gets close to you and she's like kind of talking into your face and you can smell the dragon's breath on her breath it's getting it's putting you close to the limit <laughs> Right. Yeah, the the, the whisker hair is all over cold. Briar. <laughs> you can see him turning green. You know, his 
as much as a furred creature can. <laughs> Exhaling directly into his face. Come on! <laughs> Let's do shots! <laughs> shots, 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 shots. Alright, so, Azri. You want to spar with a fellow. So there is kind of in the back corner, uh, off to one side away from the uh, tavern itself and the hallway that lead, led to the other like offices and uh, rooms for sleeping. There is kind of a little like fight pit area, big enough for two people to kind of comfortably move around it and have a little duel. Um, so what kind of person are you looking to duel with? You know, like a uh, a, a burly-looking orc or a, a, a squirrely little, like, you know, roguish type? The orc. Definitely the orc. Okay. Uh, and you just want to do, like, There's a fisticuffs type deal? Definitely. I also want an audience, so, like, I'm going to, like, publicly, like, challenge him to a duel. All right. You, uh... Kind of seated at one of the other tables, there is uh, a large, you know, orc fellow. He's got uh, like banded armor on. You can see like metal plates uh, running over the lap, and you know, you've just kind of he's just drinking with a couple of other fellows. So uh, I'll walk over to him and I'll say, "Hey, you know, I'll challenge you." He, he kind of looks up at you and takes another swig of his drink and he's like, why is everybody always doing that to me? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he just kind of sets his drink down and stands up. He's a big guy, you know. A lot of muscle hidden underneath his arm. All right, what are the rules, I guess? Every this guy in the uh, No weapons, just, you know... Straight fisty cups. All right. Uh, what about the face? Is the face off limits? Yeah, I like my face. All right. Fair enough. And he uh, kind of stretches and cracks cracks his knuckles. You can see people are starting to pay attention. Uh, the rest of you over at your table, kind of on the uh, a little ways away, you can hear there's like kind of shuffling of chairs and, and some people starting to like stand up and, and go stand over by the ropes by the fight pit area. Uh, Onox, um, you've probably never fought in here, uh, but be specifically you would know that this is, you know, one of the places where people kind of practice. Um, but the big one for you uh, is there is uh, Arkelin's Ale House on one of the lower levels is like the spot to fight. Like that is where people go. Uh, but the orc kind of uh, shuffles into the center of the arena, brings up his fisty cuffs, and he's like, all right. And he just starts like uh, lunging towards you. So can I get a... Uh, can I get uh, an attack roll from you, Azriel? Uh, 
second. I'm pulling up D&D Beyond on my phone. Not loading, but can someone do an unarmed strike for me? Alright. We can certainly try. You both kind of like dive in on each other, fists a flurry. Uh, he is pretty strong, pretty good, pretty quick, but you're just a lot quicker. You land like a, a punch, kind of in this in his side. You could hear him like let out a grunt as like one of his fists like passes down. You duck underneath. Uh, can I get another unarmed strike for me? I should also mention, so because of my monk ability, I should be able to do an unarmed strike as an action, and then as a bonus, bonus action, do another unarmed strike, but let me see if I can get on my... Okay. Another kind of flurry of fists. He kind of like he tries to back away from you, but you just get in close on him and, and punch him harder. Uh, he's like kind of flailing wildly towards. Uh, can I get a acrobatics or athletics check? Your he's trying to grapple you. What you want, Azrael? Acrobatics. Definitely acrobatics. All right, his like fist like catches you in the shoulder and like starts to pull you in, and you just kind of duck underneath him and like tumble between his legs, as he just barely isn't able to grab. Oh boy, blood. Uh. Can I get uh, another unarmed strike from you? Alright, this time as you're kind of recovering from the roll and like you like punch him in the back, he just like turns around and like the backside of his fist just like catches you in the chest and kind of like 
almost rocks you off your feet. I'm just doing contested combat checks from you. So. And then can I get one more unarmed strike? As you're recovering from it, you kind of bear back in on him and just a couple quick strikes and he just kind of lets out one last groan and he kind of drops to one knee and like puts his, his hands into the sand and is like, that's enough. All right, you win. You got it. God, everyone's always challenging me. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll kind of like, um, you know, the, what is it, the martial arts bell. So I'll go up to him and I'll do that. And then I'll grab his hand, um, bring him up, and then I'll go buy him a beer. Uh, thank you. This is my problem. Welcome, Dimitari. Yes, my very Am I? Oh, never mind. There you go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Good night, beads. All right. How are you now? Asriel. Good news. <laughs> successfully defeated her foe he could graciously accepts the ale and you could see him like uh, kind of massaging his side where you've like just pummeled the crap out of him uh, what would you like to do now Asriel so I'll Hold on, I missed that last bit. Oh. Uh, I'm going to use Revive Key. I'll say good fight, and some life energy is going to go out from me to him, and it'll heal him. Then I'm going to sit at my table and just make sure everybody's drinking water and, you know, not throwing up, that kind of thing. All right. It's a little too late for that. Everyone else is kind of fucked up, you know. Dragon's Breath will do that to you. What are the rest of you doing? So if you guys are taking a short rest, if you want to go ahead and roll your um, hit die or anything you'd like to do for that, uh, but we can go ahead and say you guys probably spend about an hour here. Um, it would cost you guys, if you're drinking consistently, then it would probably cost you about a gold for drinks. No, I'm just drinking um, water, but the main thing I want to do is take my take breastplate my off. And then okay. I'm going to use my smith tools and start removing the gold filigree that's set in it. Like trying to, the okay. inlays, just trying to like pull those out. Got it. Can I get a check with your uh, tools? So would you call that, that would be... I will call that a, uh, just, yeah, call it a dex, and you're proficient with the tools, so you can add your proficiency. 
So I'm so double, double proficient, proficient with it right now, right now so it'd be plus eight. plus eight. Okay. You can add proficiency? How are you double proficient? Uh, because, uh, because of my fire rune. Oh, uh, I guess uh, we'll I call guess it single, because that's what I'm working on right now. What do you mean? So, so from rune night, uh, the uh, fire the rune, fire, it gives it you double proficiency double. when you're making a check with a tool. Gotcha. But I don't but technically I don't have that. That's that. what I'm trying to do with my breastplate and stuff okay. right now. You'd be able to remove the filigree, you know. You're, it's not a, an expert job by any means. You know, you're half, half drunk in a tavern, you know, peeling the gold out of the little, you know, cracks that it's set into. But you're able to do it. You get the gold out and you kind of have this, like, pile of little, like, golden wire almost. Yeah, I'm yeah, going to pocket that, that, and then I'm going to start, start taking the smith's tools that I still have and chiseling the runes out of my book into the armor. Okay. Like, the like front the and back, back, I'm trying to cover both sides and all of the runes that I know out of my book. Okay, so for, just for the rules, I was looking at it, I think you have to put separate runes on separate items, you can't put everything on the best plate. So it's, so it's, a, it's a, more of a flavor. flavor. What I'm doing yeah. is I want it covered in it, and then I'll only have one activated per item. I got you. Basically. But I just want okay. it covered, so the, like, aesthetically. I understand what you're doing. Yeah, so you're, you just, like, embed, you know, all these giant runes into it, all over the face of it. Yeah, like, like going where, the, where I pulled the filigree out, trying to use the lines where the filigree was set to kind of make portions of the runes and carve them in. Alright. Can I get another check with your tools? Sheesh, sheesh. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look good, but you you would technically be able to get them in there. Um, it definitely, you know, to, to a giant, this would be like a child learning to write type deal. Like... You know, this is your first time ever scribing these runes into anything, and it, it does not look good. Um, and, yeah, I'm just yeah, going to spend our time in the tavern doing that until we choose to do something else. Okay. Uh, what am I doing? You're poisoned. Yeah, Still? you got drunk. So you got drunk again. Oh. Again. You did a good job. You didn't throw up until the last couple sips. You almost <laughs> made the dragon breath speed. <laughs> yeah. But you did get uh, right. poisoned. Okay, okay. Um is that I need to add that condition. And uh <gasps> Onox was able to make the uh uh the vomiting much more decorative by uh catching it on fire. Oh, nice. Thanks for that. Super thoughtful. <laughs> yeah, so right now we're shithouse in a tavern. About par for the tourist for us. Hmm. What else is new? Alright, what are the rest of you guys doing? So Azrael's kind of making sure the rest of you stay sober-ish. Uh, Onox is just chiseling away in the corner. Uh, Javid, 
Briar, Snow, uh, Demitari, what are you guys doing? Is there music? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to get with the festivities. Alright. I paid heavily for music. You, he did. It's the, <laughs> it's the like, you know, a deep bass or whatever. There, it's a heavy focus on drums. You know, it's that it's a more northern style of music that doesn't get played here very often. I'm drinking. I'm sipping water. Like, uh, I'm uh, it would have been. I think. I think it was specifically requested. It was like uh, the music that would that someone would play in like the torrid waste from Onyx's home. Yeah, it's like tribal drums type thing, tribe feel mm. where it's like, like the the stamping and everything. Can I? I want to ask Onox if I can help him with the runes. I haven't carved into anything in a while, and that seems fun. Yeah, sure. And I'll like, I'll, I'll kind of pull out my book and like open it and like point to one and be like, put that one right here. You got it. All right. And then like, can I get a? I don't know. Uh, can I get a dexterity check from Demetari at disadvantage? Are you proficient okay, but... with Smith's tools? I think that's what you're using. Uh, no. I have Mortician's tools that I'm proficient with that I would like to use instead. <laughs> you can't use those. Sure I can. I mean, you could do some, like, scratching on the surface, but it wouldn't quite do hey, the... Like I have things to cut through bones. And... No, it's a bone thing. So maybe I could, like, use, like, a little... No, it's my metal armor that I'm carving in. What I'm saying is, is my tools are for bones, therefore, surely it would work for metal. Okay, you know what? I'll do it at disadvantage. But I will be holding it like I would my mortician's tool. So, that, that fits. I helped. Yes. Um, yeah, you c it's... The tools definitely do something. You know, you leave some scratch marks across the surface. Um, it, it definitely is not much better than what Onyx is doing already. But, you, you know, you feel part of the group, you know. There's the, the yeah. warm fuzziness where you, you helped. Um, and if it looks really bad, then I'll try to do like a hidden Mickey and turn it into like a, like a smiley face or, you know, a cat face, something to where it's like, oh, this still looks good to me anyway, in my drunken state. I'll, uh, you know, you, you kind of turn your scribbling into some other shapes, you know, now there's like a little smiley face on Onyx's armor. <laughs> It's like tucked away in the armpit, though, so no one's really going to notice it that much. I'll take it. Um, when I get done, like, inscribing my armor, which I assume takes about an hour, hour and a half or so oh, of, like, chiseling, and I'm going to ask Javi, do we, do we know where any mages or anything to try to get some enchanted things are? Um, so... Right, yeah, I've uh, been told about the Procurer's Order. Uh, 
I've not been there myself, but I've, I've an, an interest in um, going to check them out. And uh, so I would certainly be uh, willing to make a little expedition. I'm willing to go with you. Um, as long as you got money, I don't have that much on me. All right. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're fixed. Snow, what are you doing? I'm going to go with them. If I've sobered up enough. Eh, eh you're still kind of drunk. Are you taking okay. actually taking a, a short rest? Yeah. Did not do it. Uh. I need to drop, sorry. Okay. See ya. Hey, Crystal. Ah. All right. What's she doing today? Yeah, I don't know. She's traveling. Yeah, they were in the car. I heard Liddell. Um, yeah, you guys would probably be able to fix your drunken state with a short rest if you take one. Uh, so, uh, Dimitari, what are you doing? Um, I'll stay. I'm not interested in leaving. Um, so I think what I'd like to do, yeah, I'll take a short rest snack maybe take a short power nap means Azrael is watching over me uh i think that Azrael. i mean she probably would not leave while you were napping but she definitely made uh, would want to go back to her house well that's more of a hovel technically briar are you still gonna be there oh yeah i'm straight guardian um, I'll I'll be her hype woman. Yeah. I get it. Get it, girl. I'll stay at the table because I don't dance, but you know, you I'm here for it. I should add. Uh, I don't think Tarko liked my "you've obviously never kissed the homies goodnight" comment. Make that comment. What? Where was that comment? I didn't see that. It was. It was. We were talking about the ch ch uh, pro-Chinese Russian homoerotic propaganda posters, and one of them. <laughs> one of them shows a Chinese and Russian man full-on mouth kiss. And Tarkle said, uh, "One of those is more than vaguely homoerotic." Just saying. And I said, "You've obviously never kissed the homies." Good night. Was it on general or <laughs> memes? Yeah, it was general. Um, All right. I, I choked. Okay. Salt. Also, Snow, I like that gift that you sent. That is exactly what happened. That is literally exactly what happened. <laughs> All right. 
Javid, Snow, and Onox. The three of you leave the leave the uh, Fortune <laughs> Hunter's offices and uh, head off in search of the Procurer's Order. I guess uh, you're nobody's homie but mine. BT dubs. Yeah. Uh, have you... Javid, have any of you ever been to the Procurer's Order? No, have not been before. Yeah, I definitely would not have gone when I was here. Okay. Can I get a... Um, how are you guys attempting to find the Procurer's Order, I guess is my question. Uh, Asking well, we, we, bar while we're there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, asking there at the, the Fortune Hunters, uh, probably talk to... Uh, okay. When this this was was when we when we uh, came in before we got to the uh, the drinking uh, games. Uh, said you know we're we're interested in in uh, magic items where where's a good place? They recommended the procurer's order and the um, uh, mages guild. Okay. And we said okay. So how how do we get there? Where's that? Gotcha. Okay. And got got some directions you know they, they might have said all right you hit, head for this square and uh take a left and uh i'm i'm thinking that that with the the wanderer's feet and and the fact that i i know torbeer deep relatively well that i can picture where we're headed Okay. Yeah, so they would have pointed uh, in the direction of uh, up one level. So you guys are currently on the third level of the city. They would have pointed you toward the second level, which, as you guys know, kind of sends you more uh, towards... wealthier and uh, more official looking building. Uh, so you guys kind of head out of the, the fortune hunter's office up some steps along a few of these kind of twisting dwarven alleys that are like nestled within Toravir D. Um, you pass, you know, doors and windows and all manner of little, little cubbies and hidey holes um, things before you can open out on one of the main streets. Uh, still mostly an alley you know everything below the top level uh is is covered you know there's a ceiling from the level above but you guys passing between the lit lamps in the city you find yourself standing in front of a an office of the procurer's order it looks quite fancy there's this like uh well-carved stone edifice in front of it little like gold inlay running through it. It's kind of got this Kintsugi look to it, where the cracks have been filled with silver and gold. They look very wealthy. The door is one of the, the kind of prototypical dwarven stone doors that look heavier than they actually are. 
Well, now I wish we'd brought Azrael. I feel like we, we could use her prestidigitation to uh, spiff ourselves up a little bit. Distinctly feeling a little gonna... downwind. I'm going to push the door open and go in. All right. The door kind of easily slides open in front of you. Uh, you find yourself uh, kind of... It is uh, a small little kind of office almost. It's stone walls and other things, but it set into them is, is bookshelves. Uh, a few other things. And you can see as well, there's little glass cases that you can see items within there's a dagger and a, a vial of a strange looking liquid and, and other things there's a gauntlet and one that looks like black and carved and, and partially melted there's all manner of uh, decorative things here it is a very fancy looking in the center of it there is uh, a kind of little circular table uh, and at the center of the table kind of sitting on a small chair little reading glasses is this like gray skinned tiefling it's this older fellow he's got long black hair flowing down his horns kind of curling around his head he's wearing this very fancy kind of like navy blue and like silver trimmed uh coat as he's kind of reading a scroll kind of looks up at you and looks you up and down you know noticing the mud and other things on your outfits and what can I do for you? Uh, good day, sir. Um, I was looking for something specific. Um, and I'm going to pull the Minotaur skull out of my backpack. Um, do you see these eye sockets? Yes. Do you have any stones or marbles or ball bearings that you could possibly um, enchant with some sort of flame that stay alight? so I could affix them inside of there? I could probably do that. Um, what is your budget, sir? Um, I've, I've heard rumor of a spell that creates a flame that doesn't have heat, but I personally don't know it or have it. Um, and I was looking more low budget. I don't, I don't have too much money to my name. Uh, let me check on the costs for that. And he kind of wheels around in the, in the little table. You can see he pulls out a little... He's kind of perusing it for a second. Then he pulls out a book. And there's, uh... I think it's called Eternal Flame. Or Everlasting Flame or something like that. It's a cleric spell. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It is continual flame. There we go. Uh, and... 
Let me pull it up. It's uh, that would probably run you about 250 gold pieces. I assume you are not interested in renting such an item? We do have things available for rent. No, I'm trying to own it. I turned to Javid, like, can I borrow 14 gold? Yeah, no problem. Oh, I, got, I yeah. only got 230 on me right now. Yeah, we can We can definitely uh, go for this. I'm, I'm assuming that, that you are interested in this for um, not only decorative, but uh, also utilitarian purposes. Uh, uh, my, my recollection of uh, the flames is that uh, it'll give the amount of light of a, a torch, which is going to be sometimes quite useful and sometimes a distraction. Yeah, it'll give us light for those who can't see. And also, because it doesn't produce heat, I can just throw covers on the eyelids. I, I'll basically have caps that I can put on them to darken them if the need be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, whatever, whatever you need. So I'm going to empty my gold purse and slide the 236 and uh, take the 14 gold that Javid offers. And Right. I'm, I'm going to scrape up uh, 36 and hand it back to Onox and say, you're going you're gonna to need this for incidentals. And uh, I'll pull out 50 from mine. Yeah. So are we are we going to talk to people here to get paid from the job that we did? We did get paid. Oh, we did get paid. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the what was it? Uh, Twenty-five hundred, I think. Um, That's been the whole thing. We haven't had a moment to like actually sit down and split the actual payment up yet. So I still have. I Onyx still have no idea. <laughs> Okay. Yes, we. Yeah, that's right. We need a, a um, spend a uh, little time this evening to uh, discuss, and especially Azrael, uh, uh, talk about what we got and and uh, uh, divvying it up. Uh, you, my friend, are considerably more. Uh, flush than uh, than you thought. So now, is the Procurers Guild like basically kind of jack all trades? They do like magic stuff, or they obtain items? Uh, they. <laughs> uh. They do mostly items. They don't really do magic spells, um, and they don't. They don't really keep stuff on hand. Really, they know where to get things for you. They act as kind of an intermediary. Um, so, for like lower level stuff, like a second level continual flame spell, they can do that pretty quick. Uh, but if you wanted something more difficult, you know, something that wasn't just uncommon. Um, because uh, 
basically if you wanted them to cast something that was equivalent to a fourth level spell or higher, it's going to take them some time to achieve. Uh, the Continual Flame spell is just second level. They can really go to any experienced cleric and get that done. Got it. Because basically, I'm looking for some increased weaponry. I'm going to pick up my bow. Something that hits a little bit harder than this. You know, something like, you know, longbow power in a shortbow package. It's not about the size. Uh, it's how you use it. Well, if, <laughs> if you're interested in, in it, uh, striking more accurately and hitting a little bit harder, uh, let me check. I actually don't know. Also, can you hear me sanding right now? No. Okay, cool. Uh, they could do a plus one weapon pretty quick. That one's a fast turnaround. Uh, a more difficult one. So, they, yeah, they could do a plus one weapon. Fast. Well, but a plus two or a plus three would be... Uh, a slower and a lot more expensive. So a plus one would run you probably about 500 gold. Uh, a plus would sit around 5,000 gold. And a plus three would sit at around 50,000 gold. Oh, God. Alright. Well, I'm going to have to think about that. How fast is your turnaround times? For each level, uh, for for the simplest of item, it would be about an hour. Okay. How about a level two? It would be a month, or correction, it would be a week, and the most advanced of weapons would be about a month. Got it. Okay. I'll have to think on this for a little while. Thank you. So yes, for reference, mm -hmm. they can do, they can do a common or uncommon magic item in about an hour. A rare is about a week. A very rare is a month, and then a legendary, by and large, they just can't do. Um, one last question: Do you guys have uh, brewing components here? Uh, I'm afraid. Uh, if you're interested in any such uh, alchemy supplies, you'd want to visit the Metamorphium on the fourth level. The Metamorphium, okay, got it. Oh, also, do you have any interest in this? And I'll pull out the glass shards that we got from the kill room, where all the glass golems were. What are they? And he kind of looks more closely at them. Um, they're remnants from the Age of Arcanum. They I'll take them. 100 gold. For all of them? Uh, yes. Uh, for all of them. How about I give you five of them, and we call it even on the flaming eyes. Make a persuasion check. Uh, how many do you have total? So, I technically have ten, but I'm showing him six. Okay. Uh, make a persuasion. I'll take five of them, and I'll knock a hundred gold off the price of your flaming eyes. Uh, that sounds sounds like a pretty fair deal to me. Uh, 
that will be 150 gold and five of those glass shards. I hand him over. All right. Takes him. He says, please return in an hour, sir. And you see him kind of, he lifts the back of the little round table up and and walks into the back. There's this little, like, metal staircase. He kind of winds his way up it and disappears into a door that's kind of on a, like, a level and a half above you guys. There's a little bit of a high ceiling in this room. Comes back out just a couple seconds later and back down the steps. He's, uh, is there anything else I can do for the rest of you? And looking at uh, Javid and Snow. Would I remember that Demetari needs ink and stuff? Like, would that register? Yeah, probably. I, well, I was going to say halfway through the short rest, I remembered I needed that. Like, get up and shout at Briar. Like, oh crap, I got to get this ink. And then, like... Hopefully I know where I'm going. Do I did I overhear where we were where that was located? I don't know. You know. I'm gonna ask somebody in the tavern. Where's this place at? Wait, I'm I trying to get special link. Well, I'm not leaving yet, but I mean I'm telling you I'm leaving. Oh my god. Can I'm shouting at you. Well, I think I'm shouting at you. How many like beetle bugs, fairy things are in the tavern. Not none. There's <laughs> one. Say, hey, beetle bug! <laughs> beetle bug! Beetle bug! No, beetle yeah. bug! You're not, you're not technically in a, a tavern. This is the Fortune Hunters Guild Hall. It functions as a tavern. It's a Fortune Hunter tavern. There's uh, they they you know they like to drink hard and you know they they work hard, drink play hard, hard type hard. type folks. Yeah. Is a cop okay. bar feel? <laughs> I'm going to walk up to someone who I think looks wizardy, and I'm going to ask them where I can find um, the bug. ink that I need. Uh, make a persuasion check. Uh, I think that's up a level somewhere. I'm not sure. I don't deal with those kinds of things. Can you tell? Can you point out a wizard around here, if you don't mind? Do you know any of these guys? Mm, no, sorry, we're all you know. And he just kind of pats his sword. Uh, okay. Well, um, thanks anyway. I guess. Uh, all right. Uh, I got okay. Briar, Briar, do you know where I? I gotta get this ink. I I have these awesome spells, and I don't have the ink. Uh, we can figure it out together. Uh, I'm, I'm more sober than her, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, you're st you're stone-cold sober, you know? This is nothing to you. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll help her find who she's looking for. Uh, it's still, like, a festival in the streets, yeah? Not really. Um, people are engaged in, uh, fest- festive activities, but no, it does, it's not, you know, there's not, like, streamers running everywhere and people excited, you know, nothing like that. No beer crawls or anything? There are. There are definitely bar crawls, for sure. That's scampering around all over the place, but, uh, you know, it's not enough that the day-to-day -day operation of the city is, is affected. Plus, it's, like, noon, you know? It's, like, I don't know, one o'clock or something. So they're just getting warmed up. Yeah. People are just starting, you know, the guys who were bar crawling last night are just starting to do it, you know, again today. Oh, uh, okay. 
Well, let's go outside and go see if we can find some wizardy-looking folks. Wait, is the place we're in that has levels? Yes, the city has lots of levels. Wait, the city? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I missed this part. I thought that the guild had levels, and it was like I had to climb the stairs to get to the place or whatever. How does this work? A lot like ogres. There's many layers. The city that you are within, which is underground, has seven levels to it. Uh, you are currently on the third level from the top. So the top level is like government buildings, military offices, that kind of thing. Down a level is more, uh, you know, formal official buildings. And then as you get further down, it gets a little bit skeevier and dirtier and people get uh, a little bit shadier. Do I know that part? Do, can I gauge that? This is probably not. You've only gone down three levels, you know. There's really not that much of a delta from the top to the third level. It does. It's not until you get to, like, the fifth one before you start to notice. And then the sixth and seventh are just rough, you know. All right. Briar, let's pick a number between one and seven. We can start there. He did tell you it was up one level. So oh, I thought he said it was, like, it's one of the levels. Okay, yeah, let's go. Let's go. So right, we're gonna head up there. All right. Uh, Onox, what are you doing in there? You said you wanted to buy stuff. Still in the. Uh... Yeah, you're still in the procurer's office. Um. So those glass shards. Do you know what they would be useful for? I do not, but it is my, uh, it is a safe assumption if they came from where you say they came from, uh, that they will be exceptionally valuable to us. We appreciate your contribution. Is there any way that I can kind of get that information on retainer just so I know what I picked up? You're welcome to return and, and uh, request such information after we have learned it, but we do not currently know uh, anything of that sort. Yeah, you're going to be carrying um, around these things to give yourself, like, some kind of, like, ball cancer or something. <laughs> yeah, those are, like, highly radioactive. <laughs> How about items of stealth? Uh, what is your desire? Hold on. Actually... We have boots and cloaks that could be used to uh, grant you advantage on such things. Uh, but again, they would be uh, fairly expensive. We do offer a rental service. for a, How expensive uh, are we talking? Uh, well, the items themselves would run you about 500 gold. But you could rent them for much cheaper as long as they are returned and you pay your uh, full price upon their return. 
Okay. Uh, Jot so, some information in. To keep the items, uh, for uh, to permanently purchase them, would be around 500 gold. To rent them, uh, the total is around 50 gold. Uh, for, and how long? It is a, a one-month oh. rental. And I'll uh, pull Snow aside and um, whisper, uh, I got the... I got my my distribution from uh, Azrael when we went to the Fortune Hunters and and uh, handed off Casimir. Uh, if you need an advance on yours, uh, I'm good up to a thousand. And then, so the item gives advantage on checks, or what was it? Uh, they can sell you boots or a cloak of elven kind. Okay, but I don't remember what that does off the top of my head. Uh, the boots is advantage on stealth to move silently. And the cloak is uh, perception checks made to see you have disadvantage. And you have advantage on dex uh, checks to hide. So basically the cloak is if you want to stay still and hide. The boots are if you are moving and hiding. Okay. Yeah, if you could float me 130 gold, that would be appreciated. Um, I'm going to ask the tiefling, uh, where is the mesothelioma again? The metamorphium <laughs> is on the fourth <laughs> level. I believe it is run by a, a dwarven woman named Morgan. Morgan, the metamorphium on the fourth level. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be back in an hour. Yeah, if you could loan me 130, that would be appreciated. Uh, I don't know that I've got that in cash. I'm gonna hand you. Um, I was gonna say I also do have the gemstones uh, on me. Um. Are you? Are you gonna just try to pay with a gemstone, the five hundred gold with a? Gem? Well, no, I got like three eighty in in gold, but I've got the uh, keep your gold. The gemstones. the gemstones are more valuable to me. So I've got alexandrite, two garnets, two sardonyx, two turquoise. Because we haven't divvied up all the other stuff yet. Did those you write gemstones I have. Did you write down how much those were? Uh, about, it said it's 120 on here. That's got to be more than that. So I don't know if that's just for the uh, uh, turquoise. The sardonyxes are 50 gold. Turquoises are 10. So how much gold? What are you giving him? I basically just want to know if you are having to break, like, you know, in quotes, break it. Because he can give you back a lower value gemstone if you hand him a 1,000 worth gemstone type deal. But I don't have that. Oh, okay. What are you giving him to worth to equal 500 uh, gold? I guess I'm going to have to give him uh, two of the sardonyxes and... 
So those 100, 120. Yeah, I give him the two sardonics and two turquoise. Because then I can pay the rest in gold. Okay. Uh, Alright. He accepts your payment. Uh, please return in an hour. My name is Entropy, by the way. <laughs> Alright. Um, have all the rest of you uh, finished with your your items? Yeah, I'm, I'm dusting off. I'm going to the Metamorphium. All right. Um, so, um, entropy was it? Yes, entropy. Uh, I've I've got something uh, unusual that I'd like appraised. Um, Indeed. And I will pull out the, or I actually pull out the uh, the collar, and uh, pull the ring off my finger. Okay. And uh, set them down in front of them and say, we, we found these and would like your estimation of their uh, power and value. Very well. Give me a moment. He kind of takes, takes his glasses, kind of looks it over. You can see, like, he seems to cast a spell for a second. Let's examine. This would be worth um, roughly 10,000 gold pieces. Hmm. Interesting. Do you know what the market would be for that? Is that something that the um, your organization um, might... Uh, Say, accept on consignment, or... I could buy such an item off you for 8,000, uh, on the assumption that we might be able to sell it to a third party. Um, I'll uh, I'll take that under advisement for the moment. Understood. With uh, a, a thing of this um, uh, value, I'll, I will definitely want to uh, uh, consult with my colleagues, some of whom are uh, not with us here. Uh, we'll want to discuss that, but. Um, Keep in mind, if if uh, you want to put out feelers and, and see if anybody uh, is interested, uh, it, it uh, might might be on the market. Excellent. Uh, well, I appreciate your business. Please and, return in an hour. Oh, we shall have all of your items ready for you. Oh, uh, sorry. One, one more thing before we go. Uh, and I will... Uh, uh, unstrap my longbow from my 
back and say, if I could get this um, upgraded to a, a plus one, that would be uh, very helpful. That will be 500. And uh, my inventory uh, isn't uh, doesn't break out the uh, the gems and their values. Uh, I assume I've got um, something that I would have gotten from um, uh, what's his face, the Goliath, when we got got the um, payment for services in um, Candy Tour. Oh, I need to check my prices. I might have been underselling things. Forgot about I the, sprint through the, the door uh, before he realizes. The VAT. There is a little bit of an upchuck. It won't be that much, but it will be a lot. Especially for the plus one up. Not, not that much, but a lot. It'll be seven hundred and fifty gold. Um, so the value of it is five hundred gold, but they are charging you for their services, which is another two hundred and fifty gold. Damn it! I should have bought it right away then. <laughs> you fool! <laughs> That's what I get for waiting. So, if you still would like them, then yes, you can spend 750 gold to have your bow and whatnot upgrade. Um, I think the bow is what I need the uh, upgrade on uh, All right. for now. So, yes, I'll uh, uh, probably got a gem or two worth... 750. All right, yep, 750 gold. All right, um, so Dimitari, what are you looking for? You kind of like fly in the door. The the two of you have located it. Briar and Demitari buzzing in. Uh, Entropy, the tiefling, kind of looks over your shoulders at the door and is like, uh, "May I help you?" Okay, you're still open. Great. Um, I am looking for. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Ink. Mm, it's fine. Ink. Fine. I gotta. I gotta make it real fancy for my book here, and I tap my spell book on my hip. We have some, but I'm afraid with the state of things in the city, uh, it will be a bit more pricey than it normally is, uh, as long as you're okay with that. Um, how much are you looking to buy? It's, it's uh, a 10% charge on top of whatever it is. Well, how, how much would you say it would... How much ink would I need to record one spell out of a vial? Like, could you give me a fraction? Well, let me look. I'm pretty sure it's in your features. Or 
Or not. It's a class, pretty sure. Yeah, I had to look it up, so um, I'll type it and see who beats who to the punch. It's fine, I'll check. Uh, Two hours and 50 gold per spell level. That's not what I'm asking. I'm asking how much ink is it going to take to write the spell. So right, each level... 50 gold worth of ink. So what spell are you trying to learn? Per level, it takes 50 gold. So if you want to learn a third level spell um, from this guy, it would take you six hours of work, and then it would be roughly 175 gold. Okay, so I was under the impression I could buy the ink and then do it later. Yes, you can. So yeah. you have to keep track of how long it takes. Um, and I would say, to be reasonable, you can kind of like stop and start. Uh, you know, get like 50% of the way through writing, through crafting your spell, transcribing it. Um, but the costs are flat. Like whatever it, it's, whatever, however much gold you want to spend now, you would need to keep track of, basically. And, and understand that it's in 50 gold increments per spell level. Okay, so because the price is inflated say he sells the, me a vial that might be worth 50 and he sells it to me for 100 would i still be able to get two spells worth you of that would not so he's overcharging you right now you if you spend 55 gold you get 50 gold worth he's overcharging you a little bit oh it's just a little okay that's fine um all right um yeah, and it should so, just be halved anyway, because I'm trying to do necromancy spells. So yes, if you're doing um, necromancy so. spells, you could spend 55 gold, get a 50 gold, and then get two spell levels out of it. Um, but you would just right, need to, okay. to write down that you, you know, if you want to get, say you want to spend 500 gold, you're going to spend 550 gold, but you're only really getting 500 gold worth. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, how much is a... This three vials gonna cost me. Is, is are you saying like one vial is fifty gold worth? How much gold worth of ink? Oh, uh, one hundred fifty golds worth of ink. I guess that'll be one hundred and sixty-five gold. All right. Can I do get anything else for you? I'm gonna look at Briar and really because she's in the room, and I'm gonna like whisper to the to the shop owner, like Entropy, like, listen, I'm trying to plan a surprise. Do you have like um jewelry stuff, like jewelry making stuff? You know, and I'm like gonna throw a wink and like look at at Briar and like signify that I want him to be all sneaky. Can I get a persuasion check from you, actually? And I'll give you advantage. Also, do I see the wink? <laughs> uh, I mean, you can make a smell, uh, a smell, a stealth check. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead and make a stealth check. Put on Briar Demitari for the stealth. 
Uh, this would be Dimitari. So she's trying to be sneaky. And that's a straight roll? Yep, just a straight roll. You're probably stealthy enough. I don't think Briar... Let me check. She's Briar's... distracted by a shiny thing. Briar's passive perception should be 13, per my note. Entropy kind of leans in. He's, um, I'm afraid we don't have such a thing here, but you might check with the Morningstar Forges. I believe they're the only forge on the fifth level that is currently available for uh, active use. They have such things. Perry notes this is 14. BTW. Okay. And it's still, yeah, she, she passed it. Yeah. I need to update my quick look. I think it's out of date. I wish I was smart enough to tell it to, like, automatically pull data from the internet, but I don't think I know how to do that, so. I have to do it manually. Are you, are you in Morningstar Forges, like, friends? I'm afraid not. Uh, it would be very useful to us to have them at our disposal, but um, all of the remaining forges are currently uh, purchased, paid off, and in use by the government of Torvir Deep in constructing arms and armor for the war. Uh, Morningstar Forges is currently the only one that is not uh, indisposed. Okay. okay. So, so if, the reason uh, I'm asking is, um, you know, I would love to save my gold to buy more stuff from you. Is there anything, any little tidbit of information you could tell me where, like, maybe I can get buddy-buddy with them and they might give me a discount? Well, uh, the lead uh, forge master, Heimdall Morningstar, from what I understand, he is a large fan of cupcakes. Uh, so maybe if you give him cupcakes, he might enjoy such a thing. Okay, great, great. Okay, thank you so much. That was that was awesome information. You have a you have just a, the most wonderful day. By the way, thank you. that that level below us, such good drinks, such good drinks. Anyway, well, I bye -bye. I personally am a fan of Arkland's Ale House, but um, sure, I will check out some of the ones below us. There's a different Ooh. clientele down that far. Oh, um, if you know what I mean. It seemed okay to me. Um, I noticed that they were alive, so that seems pretty standard for people, right? To, to you know, be drinking and stuff. Like, I don't really notice what you, what else you mean. Yes, I'm not sure what you mean. There's a very specific uh, type of fellow that drinks in Arkland's Ale House, and I'm much more a fan of that that type of person. Do you think that? I mean, and I look. Like, gestured at Briar like people like us would have been okay there I mean it, it... Entropy kind of looks across your group and like oh yes I think you'd fit in quite well down that far no offense eh. <laughs> I don't know yeah. I don't know wow. but you know wow. um, yeah, we're, we're definitely um, above our level here a little bit I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at the unless we get some fine clothes Oh no, I'm oh. gone. Oh. Yeah, I, I told, told you I was going to the mesothelioma and then I like dusted out. <laughs> uh, the excuse you, the metamorphium. I come up with these names, you're not allowed to butcher them. 
the day. Except yes. one, so except one I scene, know it's the metamorphium. The villainous activity from each of you. <laughs> oh, we're menaces. <laughs> yeah. I'll have you know, I'm pretty clean. Like, I, I keep my, my stuff pretty neat. What's the name of the alehouse again? Arcanids. I'll, I'll put it in the chat. Uh, did I get to the metamorphium? Can I get a persuasion check from you? Or I should say a survival check, depending on whichever one you want to do. So if you're asking people where it is, then it's a persuasion check. And if it is, you're just looking for it, it's a survival check. But 20 is good enough. Dwarves, a few other individuals, like, aye, it's over there. And they, you know, let you kind of scamper about your business. Uh, a lot of them seem pretty big. Um, on the fourth level... You can tell that it's mostly um, actually uh, like apartments, houses, that kind of thing. Um, this is more of a residential level. Uh, and, and a lot of it is, in fact, the like upper crust of the society live on this level. Uh, the levels above you have been filled offices and businesses and, and that kind of thing and this is the first level where you can tell that people live outright um, there's a little bit of a change in tone to it uh, but you arrive at the metamorphium and as you enter uh, it's it's a small kind of quaint little place um, it smells very distinctly of like earth and this kind of bitterness uh kind of like you know like that recognizable basic smell you know the the antithesis to an acid um it just has that kind of odor to it. uh as you en enter as well you can see uh walls are filled with these little shelves of little clay pots and there's all kinds of things poking out of these pots most of them are shut uh, but a lot of them have strange things poking forth from them Behind the counter is this old dwarven woman. She's got like a little bit of facial hair poking out at you. And she's, Aye, what can I do for you? Welcome to the metamorphosis. My name's Morgan. Nice to meet you, Miss Morgan. I was here for purchase and trade, if you would be interested. Aye, I'm always interested in doing business. What can I get for you? So I've got two vials of this cave fisher blood that me and my friends managed to get a hold of. Um, I was wondering if maybe that and some gold you'd be interested in selling me some components to brew healing potions. I, I'd be interested in that sort of thing. I brew my own healing potions, if that's what you're interested in. Uh, they run a little bit pricey right now. A lot of stuff's hard to get, uh, or at least I should say most of things are hard to get, what with the war and the shut gates and all of that. Uh, but... Overall, times are good, ready to sell. What have you got? Um, so I'm looking to buy about 100 gold worth and trying to get what I can out of these two vials of cave fisher blood and 100 gold worth of components. All right. Sure, that sounds like a, uh, that sounds like a fair trade to me. You seem like a forthright, upstanding individual. Where are you from? As she's, like, beginning to kind of, like... She's, like, shuffling around the room, like, pulling stuff off the shelves. Everything's kind of lower set. 
you know, more for the dwarven stature. She's, you know, getting stuff off the shelves, pouring them into a little baggie, tying it off, setting it on the counter, grabs another thing. Originally from the waste, but I did spend some time here in Torvir Deep. A lot of time spent at Arkelins. Hey, that's a wild place. Uh, what were you doing down there? Uh, learning, learning to survive. That's where I got a lot of these, and I kind of stroke my muzzle that's like riddled with scars and has the wow. the chip scar cut out on one side. You're one of the duelists, and a uh, lot of lot of lot of your types down there. Yeah, I hung out with Protos and his 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 crew a lot. Afraid the name's not uh, doesn't, doesn't quite ring refuses, a bell to me. Big Minotaur refuses a nose ring, all that good stuff. Ah, uh, nah, doesn't uh, doesn't ring any bells. Oh well, he <laughs> taught me to survive here when I got kicked out of my tribe out in the wastes. Well, best of luck to you. So we're just doing a one-for-one? One. Like, she's giving me the 100 gold worth of components for the Fisher uh, Blood? She's going to want an additional 50 gold out of you. That's uh, fine. But overall, she will be able to get you the things that you want. Um, it's a pretty well-stocked place that you can tell. Uh, but she's she's upcharging you for sure. Um, I'm gonna pull out the blood clot that I had made, just the the simple powder. Uh, didn't know if you were interested, but I know the guards sometimes aren't as well trained and it takes you some time, but these are quite easy to make if you want to try mm -hmm. to sell them to the armies too. I'm not trying to sell you mine, I'm just saying these are the components I used if you want to try to produce it yourself and... Ah, make a persuasion. All right, I'd be interested in buying them off you. I could. Uh... Oh no, I'm not. I'm not selling you mine. I, I was just trying to help you out with your business. They're they're easier to produce than your standard healing potions. This just might help you out, bring some more revenue. Mm, all right, I'd be interested in learning. I'll give you uh, twenty five gold for whatever your process is. Okay, I, I spend the you know the ten minutes walking through my process of how to make it. All right. She's interested. She, you can see she kind of writes it down a little bit in a, in a notebook she has behind the desk. You know, this is for your apprentices and whatnot, whatever kind of lower level stuff instead of the potion brewing that they can waste on. This is a little safer and not wasting components, you know? I understand. Uh, is there anything else I can do for you? Oh, no, that that's wonderful. I'll... Probably some of my crew will be down here to see what other kind of potions you have in store. Alright, sounds good. You have a nice day. Yeah, you too, Miss Morgan. And then I'm gonna dip out and go back up to the place to get my flaming eyeballs. Alright. 
Uh, the rest of you guys are you just kind of hanging out, waiting for them to give you your plus one items and whatnot. Uh, Briar, what are you doing actually specifically? I want a puppy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. All right. Like an actual dog, or there was previous discussion about a small puppy that my toddler could play. <laughs> oh yes, definitely. That's such a thing. Alright, so after you leave, uh, you kind of drop Demetari off at the uh, procurer's office and you head off in search of uh, someone to sell you a pet. Yep, I'm gonna tell Demetari, peace. I'm gonna go get me a companion. I've been lonely. Alright. Make sure it's not a hawk. Uh, wait, why? Please tell me anyone, the, the hawk that you encountered, the big-ass bird? Anyone remember? Uh, Wasn't that a hawk? Thanks for yeah, it was, that. it was a giant one. I'd lock that away in the vault, but it's fine. Yeah, just maybe no birds. But yes, good luck. Thank you. All right. Can I get a persuasion check out of you, Briar? Out of me? Yep. You're probably asking around. Um, you could give me a survival check if you're just looking for something. It would be more difficult. I'm not the most persuasive creature, so I'm gonna go for survival. Ouch! Alright. Sorry, I'm fending off an infant. Ow! What kind of pet was it exactly? I'm trying to find it. It was a blink, a blink dog puppy. Okay. All right. The 19 survival. Pretty good. So, 
as you begin kind of wandering the the steps, it takes you a couple hours, but you find yourself kind of making your way deeper and deeper. Um, the deepest that anyone has been so far. You find yourself on the fifth level. Around you, this is more of an industrial level. There's forges that are active. It's kind of a hot, um, smelly. You can you can get that odor of like iron and, and steel melt. But you find yourself in a specific alley, kind of directed by someone, and find yourself standing in front of a small stand uh, here with a large fear bull who says, Hey, my name's Vero. I've got pets. Do you want pets? I want pets. What, what you got? Uh, I got cats. I got dogs. I got uh, other things. Uh, special dogs, fancy cats. What's your interest? I don't know, man. Let me see what you get. Boy, that's a good question. Hold on, let me figure it out. And he just starts kind of like, he kind of bends down. He's, you know, too large for this little cart that's obviously dwarven. And he starts uh, kind of shuffling through things. You can hear like a cat hisses and like something else. And he like pulls his arm. Keeping these critters. Yeah, he's got he's got him like in the cart. And he's like, oh, it got me a little bit. And he like pulls his hand back. And he's like, that one's kind of feisty. You don't want that one. And he's just like digging through them. <laughs> just like all in one cage. <laughs> yeah, it's a very like loud cart of all the animals. Man, this is sketch. Free them all. Well, they're well kept. Don't worry about it. He like sets a little kitten out on top and then like a puppy. And then a different puppy. What can I get for you? You want uh, a dog that can teleport? I got one of those. kind of hard to care for. It's hard to care for? Oh, yeah. I have so much trouble with this thing. Perfect. That's what I'm after. Alright. That'll be ten gold. That's it? That's kind of a lot. Your scale of money must I be mean, very yeah, warped. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great price. Um. That's more than your average individual could afford in a year. But you're right. Uh... I'll, uh, I'll take it. Alright, you must be well paid. Here you go. And he just kind of scoots this little dog across the cart towards you. I shall name you Puppy. That's an interesting name for what is essentially a puppy. As you're holding it, it like, <laughs> and then appears on your shoulder. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm gonna scratch its little chin and pet its ears. It's, it's like, oh, very excited. The f the furball kind of looks down at you. He's like, "That's kind of funny. It seems to really get along with." Yeah. I hear that sometimes. I'm pretty good with the creators. Do we get the excited petals out of it? The what? Oh, no. 
the excited pedals. Oh, it pees a little bit because it's too excited. Oh, inside. yeah. The dog is so <laughs> excited, it, it pees a little bit. He said you peed on yourself because you're excited. <laughs> Could have been anybody. Hey, Mommy, can I see the puppy? Yes, baby. Hold on. I'll show you the picture of the, uh, the dog. Okay. I found a really cute puppy one that looks exactly like her puppy, though. Let me Hold on, I got one. I'm gonna post it in the. That's what it looks like. Oh. Something like that. So cute. Yeah, I was gonna say the other one is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is the adult version that's a little bit spookier. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so, I think now is a good spot. We will take a little bit of a break. So, 5-10 minutes. And we will all be back. So, everyone think about what you want to do after we come back from the break.
<laughs> it was awful, dude. Alright, so. welcome back, everybody. So. Briar has just finished purchasing her new pet blink dog. Uh, the rest of you are just hanging out waiting for your magic item. I didn't on pay my, for him not to get him. <laughs> on my way back up there, I'm going to be looking to see if there's um, like an armor or a smith or someone doing some kind of low level. Less of an armor, more like a low level forge place. Maybe mm -hmm. making like tools, like mom and pop kind of business type thing. From the fourth level up, you won't find anything like that. The forges and other things are much deeper. The first level that holds them is the fifth level. Okay. I, I mean, if I don't find any, then I don't, but I'm just going to look for them on my way up. You you wouldn't find any on your way back up. <clears throat> so rather than just hang out at a, a magic shop, um, I would say let's uh, walk around... Um, maybe find a, a, um, alehouse food truck. You guys are and in the get, same get places tacos. I am. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. They're with you. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask the, uh, entropy where I can find Morningstar Forges and Arkelin's alehouse. The Morningstar Forges on the fifth level and he kind of, begins describing to you exactly where you can find them. It's in it's in kind of like the quadrant of the fifth level that you'll find most other uh, metalworkers and forges. Um, but it's a very specific one um, relative to the others. Um, at Arkelin's Ale House, you will find on the sixth level, which is the second from the bottom. Um, and it is difficult to miss, to be sure. Arkelin's Ale House is... It, it occupies a very large portion of the bottom levels. I haven't been that far down. Is there anything that I should know about um, to stay out of trouble? You should stay to the well-lit streets um, and uh, keep your wits about you, I should say. Uh, when I go that deep, uh, I typically don't take much cash with me, if you understand what I mean. Ah, yes. Okay. I'm well, thank you for the heads up. What was that, uh, Briar? I am on the fifth level, right? You, yep. Yeah, you are on the fifth level. So one level down is uh, Azriel's Hovel and then Arkelin's Alehouse. Alright. Y'all want to go to Arkelin's Ale House? Uh, I don't really know where Briar went. I could shout for her, I suppose. <clears throat> Why don't we um, hang around up, up here till we uh, get our stuff, and uh, it'll just be a uh, few more minutes. Then uh, yeah, let's let's head down. Uh, we can stop by. Um, Azrael, see if, if she wants to join us and then find the, the ale house. Sounds good. Alright. So you guys are just hanging out here waiting for your magic items that you have paid for? Well, I wouldn't say hanging out in the 
Um, you could probably wait outside or, and then come back. In yeah, we're going to we're going to walk around, do some sightseeing. Um, maybe find a, a um, uh, sandwich shop or a so food truck or something. The level that you are on now is the most kind of prolific level containing the markets and, and other things of that sort. So if you want to buy stuff, this is the level to do it on. Um, the rest of them kind of contain the more, um, a lot more housing and then kind of the specific thing. Um, but yeah, you guys will be able to to kind of wander around and, you know, buy a kebab off somebody, something like that. You know? Exactly. Dwarves are a big fan of kebabs, I think. You know, just what's meat on a stick, but the most perfect food item ever made. <laughs> um, I want to buy cupcake ingredients for Briar. Definitely, this is the level to do it on. Um, it'll cost you a little bit, maybe a gold. All right. Does that include sprinkles? Definitely. Um, additionally, Emily, do you see the blink dog puppy that I added into the characters tab? I did not, but Demetari hooked me up with the little uh, sheet in D&D uh, in Beyond. Just so in, if you would like to, or if it ever comes, there is a blink dog puppy character sheet that is just a blink dog with a, you know, a puppy picture. question would be, you don't have to decide now, but what are you naming your puppy? Puppy. Puppy. Yeah. Okay. My daughter has a tiny little stuffed animal fennec fox named Puppy. And I'm trying to get over here, get her over here to view the puppy voice, but Puppy has like a very high-pitched grating voice that you're gonna love. Um. Very well. <laughs> and everything bad that she wants to do, she makes Puppy do, so. Okay. She views little thing. All right. So the rest of you kind of wander around uh, this level, taking in the sights, looking at things. You spot military barracks, the market district, um, that sort of thing. Uh, but after just a few minutes, you're able to return to the procurer's office, and Entropy turns over all of the magical items that you have paid for. So I've got my flaming eyeballs. He does give you your flaming eyeballs. What kind of rock is it made out of? Hard to tell because it's on fire. Anybody's guess. You know, I guess that's fair. But it's not hot or anything. Like I hold them in my hand and I'm just yep. like holding. No, it just rolls around in your hand, but it's on fire. That's pretty dope. I'm going to put them in my pocket. Um, Javid, have you heard of any, like, smiths or armors or anything like that that might be open for business? 
Yeah, it sounds like something I would <clears throat> I would know. Uh, getting uh, dings taken out of armor and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, let's. Um, that's that's uh, much lower down. Let let's head down to to um, pick up Azrael and and um, then um, swing past this uh, smith. I know. Comes recommended by the Forge Hunters. Fortune Hunters. We, we can get a... Uh, th thank you, yes. Uh, Fortune Hunters. Uh, we, we get a, uh, a group right there. Nice. And away we go. Alright. So you guys are heading down to the... Uh, what is, I believe, the fifth level where you'll find uh, forges and, and blacksmiths. Yep. All right. You said boots of Elvenkind, right? Uh, is that what you bought? Yeah, the boots. Okay. Then yeah. Oh. I was making sure I clicked on the right thing. He could sell you both, but if you want both, that would be much more expensive. Thousand gold, right? Uh, maybe a little more. <laughs> They don't have uh, bulk discounts here. Oh, uh, what? The boots were five hundred, and then the uh, you know the cloak was five hundred. Uh huh. All right. So, your group going to begin descending down into the depths of of Torovir Deep. The uh, passageways get kind of narrower and more constrained as you go down. The air just a little bit more bitter almost it smells of mushrooms and and like moisture as you descend deep but you reach the fifth level and the air is hot it smells of like pounded steel and uh, other things this is the forge workers level the metal workers guild is quite prominent here there are numerous kind of little buildings on either side um, as you travel you can you pass little forges, offices containing great metalsmiths, all of them quite busy right now. But you arrive at Morningstar Forges. It is a little bit quieter, uh, not quite as busy as the rest of them. There's a few dwarves kind of standing around in a circle as one dwarf just ping, ping on a piece of metal. Oh, there. You guys open for business. Aye, what business have you got for us? I've got a couple of things I'd like doing if you guys have the time for it. Aye, we love special projects and that like. So I'm going to I'm gonna take the Minotaur skull and I'm going to put it down and I'm going to take my breastplate, put it down beside it. Well, all right, this is what I'm looking for. I want all of these runes that are carved in there filled with gold. And I take all the gold filigree that I had torn off. And like put it down. And then I would like a left side shoulder pauldron made out of this skull. And then I reach into my pocket and I produce the two flaming eyeballs. And I was wondering if you guys could inset this into the eye sockets of the skull. And possibly make caps so I could dim the light if I need to. Mm. Alright. You see there's three dwarves that kind of shuffle over. There's like a pair of them that's over at the uh, anvil that are... 
Ping! Ping! Striking at this sword on the metal. Um, the three dwarves kind of... And they're kind of like muttering to themselves and... and uh, dwarves. Um, only Azriel and Snow can speak Dwarven, in fact. And they just kind of... I, I think I could do that. I, muttering. One of them in common. All right. Eh, we could do that for you. That'll uh, will cost you fifty gold. Oh, sounds like a bargain. Do you need any extra gold to make sure all the runes get filled? Mm. Nah, it'd be part of the price. Okay. Take you about a day. Day sounds fair to me. Um, also, do you guys have any long swords for sale? Hey, we got lots of that sort of thing. Don't, uh, well, I mean, we got enough, I guess, for one person. How many are you looking to? I'm just looking for one, so I got this one, and I'll pull my longsword out and kind of, like, put it on the counter. I'm looking to trade it for more of something of dwarvish make, you know what I'm saying? I trust uh, you guys' workmanship much more. Hey, uh, smart buyer, you know better than to wield this human filth, and one of them goes, spits on the ground. Well, I figured you might be able to break down this, because I know you're not going to use it, but you might be able to break down this sword to use for the skull or whatever, and I'll just buy one of your long swords off you. Sounds good. We'll sell you one of our long swords for uh, 15 gold. So 65 gold total? Mm, sounds good. Oh, you wanted to trade this one in? Yes, I'm giving you oh, this one. Alright, all then we'll knock five gold off it. We'll call it 60 gold. I slapped down the cash. Sounds good. You see one of the dwarves is like picking up your breastplate and kind of looking at it. He's like turning it around and like kind of fingering at the little kind of etch marks you've made in it. <laughs> so yeah. I'll holler at him. I know it's not pretty, but if you guys want to clean it up, that would be appreciated, too. Aye, it's part of the price. Our handiwork. Uh, no no second, you know? Kind of sets it down. Wondering about the uh, Astrinium uh, handiwork there. Uh, we came by it legitimately. I don't care. <clears throat> oh, I also have these, and I'll pull the four spearheads out and lay them out. Just to Which donate. One? The uh, four Austrian spearheads we got from the down ship. Okay. They're like well-made spearheads. I'll slide them over to him. You probably have more use for these than I do. They've just been rattling around in my pack. All right. We'll take them. Appreciate it. Although, uh, it's the rest of the forges that are doing most of the heavy lifting as far as the equipping the city and the army goes. We're kind of, uh, we don't really feel like taking those, you know, cookie cutter style projects, so we're kind of doing our own thing. We like, uh, you know, unique, specific things, you know. Uh, we like the artisanal, yeah, the kind of project that no one's ever done before, that kind of stuff. You know, if you have anything like that, you know, you got any weapons that need crafting that no one's ever made before, then we're the ones for it. Um, set on pauldrons. That's so the kind of you, stuff we like. How would you how would you like a special commission, but the rule would be that I have to be here for the whole thing? What kind of commission? I'm gonna reach under my kilt and pull out my dagger. Oh, you're getting a little aggressive there. What you got? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna like put it down on the table and it's the dagger made out of the jawbone. 
and then I'm gonna pull out two of the glass shards and put them down and tell them that I want the glass shards mounted in the backside of the jawbone. Okay. You're wanting the blade to be part of the glass shards, or not? Uh, I'm wanting the glass shards to become the blade, yes. Alright. We could do that. You want a bit of a special flair to it. You know, we could uh, kind of spice it up. And as he does so, you can see he kind of, like, he kind of snaps his fingers and there's this, like, little, like, magical shower of sparks to it. What are you, what are you, what are you thinking? This, uh, this blade is very, know. very near and dear to my heart, and it, it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal that I'm letting you touch it in the first place. I appreciate that. It's kind of an, you know, an inspiration strikes kind of deal. Uh, not really sure what I want to do with it yet, but, uh, you know, I'll get there when I get there. As long as you let me be here, just to make sure the knife is taken care of, you, you're more than welcome to. Sounds good, all right. As long as you stay out uh, way as far as like the more dangerous stuff goes. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here to watch. That's it. Sounds good to us, I suppose. Anybody else need anything? <laughs> yeah. Anybody else got any, you know, special, unique uh, blacksmithing projects that they've got for us? I just might when I actually have some more money. What does that mean? I'm broke right now. Ah, can't help you there then, friend. <laughs> you know, I, th I think I'm... I'm fine. Okay, well, if any yeah. of you come across any, uh... I don't know, schematics for special magic weapons or... Uh, really fancy weapons that need repair, that sort of thing. We're the ones for it. Well, hold on. Hey, hey Briar. Oh. I know. On this level, though, can I just, like, wander by? <laughs> I would say that you... Because you're kind of looking for this, aren't you? You're kind of looking for everyone else. I'm looking for my friends. I'd say that you're Same able time. to kind of, like... You know, you're just like walking around the levels and you you pass a doorway and you see the rest of your party kind of talking to a group of dwarves. Yeah, I'm gonna poke my head in and say, Guys, check out what I got with my winnings! Impulse by the century! I'm gonna introduce them to Puppy. Oh my Is gosh, she's got a familiar! I'm gonna scratch Puppy's ears. Yeah. So, I looked. They speak Sylvan, kind of. They don't really speak it, but they understand it. So, I'm going to talk to him in Sylvan and introduce him to all of my friends. Right. And I just I looked, and the uh, stats are the same in both D&D &D and on the one you showed me. So, haha. -ha. The uh, dog just kind of looks at you and then looks at everyone else and is just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh... I'll, uh... Scritch it and, and say in, in Sylvan, who's a good little doggy? Who's a good little doggy? It's gonna bite you. <laughs> who's got sharp little teethies? <laughs> it tries to bite you. It has a pretty sturdy bite. But you'd be okay. Yeah, he's still got his milk teeth. You're lucky. <laughs> Maybe 
Maybe it's it'll warm up to you. I don't know. It's just kind of gum in your hand. Uh, like puppy teeth are way worse than like big dog teeth. teeth terrible, you're right. Oh, sure. So, what y'all doing in here? They said they're looking for, uh, weapons that need special handling. You think you could, uh, maybe have them take a look at what you got? Oh, yeah! Okay, I'm gonna pull out my broken, uh, face sword. So, I found this, and, uh, don't think I'm crazy here, but it talked to me one time, and it hasn't done it since. Do you, uh, know anything about that? Not specifically, but I could take a look at it for you. Well, let me see if I can get a hold of it. Alright, and I'm gonna try and talk to it. Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to fix you here, bud. Can you can you say something? You get this kind of feeling from the sword. It doesn't respond. Uh, but you can you can almost feel like the sword is watching you. Well, do you know anything about this? <laughs> Uh, not really, but we could take a look at it. Okay, I'm gonna hand it over. Alright. The dwarf kind of takes the hilt and is kind of turning it over in his hands and examining it. He, he like looks at what remains of the blade. You know, it's not much more than um, maybe, a you know, a, a half an inch of blade left sticking out of the hilt. And he turns it over. Hmm. This is a uh, fancy blade you had here. I'm not sure what you did with it. This is made out of fey iron. Or fey steel, I should say. It's a bit a uh, bit rare. But uh, if you could get me a few ingots of fey steel, then I could probably repair it. Uh, do I know of any place where I could get those? I mean... Uh, most places you'll come across something like that. The Feywild itself. That's a bit more of a trek, I think. Sorry. So, based on what I know of my homeland, do I know where to get them? You came from the, like, market, pretty much. So you could probably talk to somebody from the Feywild and uh, figure it out. <coughs> yeah, your 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 family was part of the you know trade business. It's probably a spot where you could buy some um, Fey steel. Okay, next time I run into my people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask about it. Alright. I will, if you bring me some face to you, I could probably repair such a blade for you. Alright, I'm just gonna tuck it away for now. That was, uh, probably quite a, a large blade, you know, almost a greatsword, I would say. You don't say. Weird. That's exciting. Well, uh, best of luck to you finding me some uh, of that face steel. He's saying it enough times that I feel like maybe someone has that. Am I just reading into the DM? What do you mean? Oh no, you're saying that 
I don't... Does anyone have face steel that we just don't know about? Not that I know of. Good luck. Side quest accepted. Yeah, if you want to uh, repair Dawn, you've got to go get yourself some face steel. Alright, is there anything else I can do for the rest of you? You don't do smaller sort of things, like tiny little small projects. We do all kinds of stuff. What have you got for us? Um, you know, it's kind of private. Uh, can I talk to you over there and like I'll point to the corner of the room where all my party's gone? Uh, alright. The dwarf kind of, you see like hikes up his pants and kind of shuffles off into the corner. <clears throat> what can I get for you? Okay, thanks, totally. Um, appreciate that. So this is, like, basically a surprise. Alright. My stuff died. So it's basically a surprise. And, um... <laughs> uh, I would say... Basically, I'm trying to make this, like, jewelry thing. I want to, like, take this, and I pull out the amethyst, and I want to break it into... How many of us are there? Six? Seven? However many people equals this, because I'm still a little drunk. Um, plus one. She's not here. Um, yeah, that's like that's like six or seven. I don't know. Either way, I want to break it up into these pieces, and I want to turn it into jewelry, and it's going to be basically like friendship necklaces. Alright, I could probably do that. Might uh, cost you a little bit. Um, say ten gold. I could make some uh, necklaces out of it. And you'll keep it a secret? Like, they can't, sure. they won't know about it? Just uh, yes. come back tomorrow and have your necklaces ready. So, one more request. You guys seem to like putting your flair on things. Um, what I would like to do is is if you could make each piece a little more unique, and more customized or personalized to each person. Uh, is that something you think you could do? I'll, I'll give you a little brief description on who, how, what they like. Sure, if you give us a little description of each person, uh, we can make it uh, a little bit more precise. Okay, um, so I'm just, do you want me to give them, like, give you a full description of them, or can I just be like, I give them a description of everyone? Hmm, I would say give me a description of what Dimitari yeah. would, would give of each character, and then we'll see what uh, comes up. <laughs> Okay, so Azrael, she is all about um, kicking ass with the bad guys, right? So, like, she's kind of a badass. She likes doing this key stuff, and she does, like, this morning meditation shit-ass. She's all about that, that calmness. Oh, also, pretty sure... She's like this, this vampire thing. I've seen her suck life out of someone. Um, but she's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, she is, if you could, like, somehow make it more tapered to that. Oh, she also... Um, 
she, she ha yeah, she, she, she just can, she kind of sucks some life out, but in a good way. <laughs> you see the, like, the dwarf as he's, like, writing this down, he's like, uh-huh. Okay, all right. So, Javid <laughs> over there, he is stupid independent. Oh, by the way, Azrael's very stubborn. Um, but he is very independent. Um, he is super sneaky. He likes to be um, first, and he likes to protect. He's like the the party. It seems like, and just he likes to know every little thing before everyone else knows it. Um, he seems like he's been through some stuff, but he doesn't really want to talk about it right now. Um, we don't know each other that much, but I'm hoping these friendship necklaces will help. Anyway, so um, yeah, he he's really good with a bow. Like, whew, really good with a bow. So maybe, like, throw in a little, sh little bit of pizzazz there. Um, okay. All right. Oh, that, that Leonin. He does some lightning shit. He's like, I mean, weirdly, he does a lot of lightning stuff for someone who's kind of scared of thunderstorms. Um, but it didn't come from me. Um, so, yeah, he's like, he's a pretty cool cat. And um, he really, he, yeah, the, I think lightning is his big thing. Oh, he also likes jumping from high places. And I think he just likes to prove to everyone else that he can land on all fours. That's my secret belief. Um, but yeah, that, like, he's, he's a big, tough, strong guy. Um, uh, okay, and then Snow. <sighs> he doesn't talk a whole lot, honestly. He, um, he likes to climb. He's a big climber. Um, and I would say that Snow, uh, yeah, he, he kind of likes to joke around, but, um, um, I don't really know a lot of Snow. Hmm. And I'm like looking at Snow being like, I mean, what? yeah, he, he's all about family though. He does seem to be like in family, like. We had to, like, save these tabaxi people, and he was all about trying to do that. So he's very, very um, loyal to, to family. Um, and then Briar. Oh, man. So Briar, where do I even start? She is, like, she likes fun. Oh, she's really good cook, too. And um, let's see here. She buzzes like a helicopter when she flies, but it's rather impressive. Um, she's kind of like a tomboy like i'll secretly press a digitator but past that i don't really see her bathe much um but she's got beautiful wings when she's clean and um um, 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 um. oh she just got this dog she really likes animals although you don't want a giant hawk around her and um yeah so that's that's the gang oh and me of course um hmm i am a mortician uh recently retired and, um, you know, I'm fascinated with science, uh, and I'm very interested in, in magic, um, obviously, and I, like, kind of flash in my little book, and I, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I guess I would, it's very interesting to see, um, the, the, the after-death portion of people, they don't talk as much, um, so yeah, I think that, that covers it. Any questions? No, that'll be it for me, I suppose. And you see the dwarf is just, like, furiously writing all this down. Um, I'll try to get you those six, um, friendship necklaces, I suppose. 
Uh, yep, tomorrow, I think. Sweet. And how much was it again? Uh, ten gold. Okay, um, I'm gonna give him eleven. I'm be like, listen, whatever it takes to make it to where they'll want to wear these things would be great. All right. I love that little note on the end. <laughs> All right. Her la her laptop died, and so she had to commandeer mine for that rant. Yep. <laughs> the dwarf kind of wanders away. He's like thinking, tapping himself with his pen, and he kind of writes something down. Uh huh. And he kind of looks at the gym you've given him and disappears into a back room. Alright, what are the rest of you guys doing? I'm just pulling up a chair now. They've got my dagger and I'm not leaving. Okay. Is there any alehouses nearby? If you go down one level, you can find yeah, Arklin's alehouse. There you go. Also, Azriel talked about wanting to go check out her apartment. So that's she left real close to here. You guys have not seen her for a while. After you guys left um, the fortune hunter's office, Azriel just kind of disappeared. She faded off into the the crowd and went wherever she was going. Hey, thanks, Javid. Do you want to go grab a drink and a kebab? <clears throat> yeah. Um, let's see if, if um, Azriel wants to to join us, and and um, we can we can stop by. Her place. See if she's around. Do you know where it's at? Do we know where it is? Yeah, I don't think you guys know where she. I think Javid would know. Would you? Yeah, I kind of think so. I mean, we've we've worked together uh, for like the last year. Yeah, but Azriel's not the kind of person to tell people where she lives. Ah, all right. So maybe. Who knows? Know. Probably not, though. Yeah, I actually think I remember Crystal saying that you guys always met up at the guild hall that you, she never really invited you back to her place. Hmm. I could be mistaken, though. Let's go to Arklands, then. We've still got a few more days left in the uh, celebration of the Allfather. Sounds good. Let's do it. All right. Um.
so. Demitari, where are you going? Well, I'm going with the rest of the party. And obviously when I come back, I'm playing it off like, yeah, um, I kind of just ask for directions and, and you know, you don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, Onyx, you are staying behind to watch them begin crafting your dagger. Yep. Okay. Alright, so I have I do have an idea for what they would be able to craft with your dagger. Um, I'll talk to you after this. For the rest Sounds of you who approach Arkelin's alehouse. You wind yourself down to the sixth level. It is a little bit dirtier, a little bit kind of grimier, darker for certain. Um, there are a lot more people that you can see here. A lot of them are kind of passing from place to place. A lot of them look like refugees. There are fewer dwarves on this level. Um, but following your instructions and probably a little bit of Onyx's directions, you're able to find yourself to Arkelin's Alehouse. Uh, the entrance is massive. It takes up probably the like northernmost portion of the um, city and it gets wider as it gets deeper so the lower levels are much larger than the topper one uh, the top one um, there's a small kind of ring running all the way around so you can kind of pass around the entire circumference of this level uh, but overall the alehouse is quite large uh, it is a number of steps kind of leading up probably not quite so high, but it's just this like long kind of uh, ramp up towards the main door. But there is not a door. It is open. The sounds of merriment and kind of raucous excitement carry down the steps onto the street with which you find yourselves. A few people kind of stumble out into the afternoon and uh, head off towards their home. There's refuse, spilled drinks, you can see signs of stained blood on the steps. This is a, uh, a bit of a wild portion of the city. There are not very many guards this deep as well. It is uh, less patrolled, for sure. Mm -hmm. I'll say, uh, keep your uh, purses close. Uh, this is... Uh... The rough part of town. Oh yeah, that guy did warn us. Good thing I don't have sharp, a whole lot in my purse. Sharp eye uh, for, uh, for ruffians. We want to avoid a repeat of, of what we went through at Cunnitor. Alright, so you guys are going in. 
I didn't come all this way for nothing. Yeah. All right. I'm probably going to catch some dirty looks from the dwarves too, but while I'm like there waiting, I want to start putting the giant runes into the blade of the dwarvish longsword too. Okay. They've uh, they've sold you one of their longswords and you're able to begin kind of carving your your things into it. Can I get a dexterity check with your proficiency from the tool? You do a little better this time. Three. What? So that plus three nine. You do a little better this time. Um, it's a little bit more precise, but it's still difficult to kind of carve it into the dwarven steel. The rest of you enter Arkelin's alehouse. There are no doors. It is just an open kind of archway into the establishment. Um, as you enter, it's this this like kind of like smell that overcomes you. It smells of piss and beer. The room itself is this massive kind of circular space pointing down towards a fight pit below your feet. Um, it is this huge circular room filled with tables and seats. Um, there's all kinds of people sitting here drinking. Uh, off to one side, you can see kind of on the right, there is a large flat space with a group of performers playing music that's kind of echoing across the space. Above you, there's steps that lead up to catwalks along the ceiling, up to these huge kind of platforms above a central ring. There's a group of uh, individuals kind of sitting there in their seats, drinking their ale, looking down at it. There's a shout, a great kind of clamoring as, in the center ring, this huge kind of half-ogre lifts up this little dwarf and just slams him into the sand. Everyone goes, yeah! as he knocks him out. You can kind of hear this, the sound of coin exchange. It is a, a very uh, raucous space. What are you guys looking for? Beer. Ale. <laughs> All right. Kind of passing through the space, there are these little dwarven kind of um, uh, women who are carrying trays of ale, kind of serving them up to folk. They hand them a silver or a gold, and they pass a uh, tankard down to them. How many people... Came. It was Javid, me, and it was just me and Javid. Uh, Briar and and uh, Demet uh, Demetari are along with us, right? I think it was just uh, Onyx stayed behind, and Azrael's off to uh, room. Or Ales, please. I'm gonna pass. All right, they hand you uh, they hand you your ales off of one of their trays, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna pass them around. And let's uh, let's see if we can find a, a uh, gaming table. I'm thinking that that uh, uh, pass the the time with a game of chance and skill would be fun. Okay. Last, last time I did that, I uh, did not come out on top very well. But I guess you know, maybe second time's a charm. Well, then the object isn't so much to win as it is to have a good time. 
Alright. You begin kind of walking around the room. As you do so, the half-ogre and the dwarf kind of leave their, their area. You can see them kind of step over the barricade of the pit and into the stands. A human and, and an earth genasi enter and begin dueling with one another. There's, there's great shouts of excitement as they trade blows until one of them knocks the other unconscious. Um, you guys find yourselves at a, a small little table. It's, it's, um, the way the tables are set up here is kind of fun. Where each level, um, it's just this huge open room. Um, and there's really only like three quarters of each table that you can sit at before it kind of drops down to another level below. Uh, but you're able to sit down at a table where they appear to be playing some kind of dice game of chance. All right. Uh, so, guys, can we uh, can we join? What's what's the uh, what's the game? What's the ante? Make a persuasion check. Kind of look you over for a second, then. Uh, buy-ins, uh, five silver. What can we do for you, sir? Oh. Uh, a, a seat at your table and, and uh, part of the game. All right. Sounds reasonable to me. Five silver. And he kind of gestures toward the center of the table. You can see there's a small pot they have going there. There's a few silver, a couple gold. I'll put, uh gold in and take my change alright uh, Briar, Dimitari, Snow what are you guys doing where am I at on my level of drunkenness you're probably mostly sober right now it's been a few hours you've been kind of walking around the city getting getting sobered up I'm, I'm pretty tired I think I'm just gonna have uh, water and you know sit, it, sit down just hanging out Gonna be sipping my ale at David's shoulder, watching him play. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing with my puppy. You know, drinking my ale, offering a tiny bit to my puppy. You know, <laughs> training him, teaching him his name and stuff. Teaching the puppy that its name is Puppy. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna call him Puppy and Sylvan, but that doesn't exist, so it's just Elvish. So I gotta go figure out what that is. But you can make up whatever you want. We're just hanging out. Alright. When are we going to sleep, though? I mean, not that I'm old and and whatnot, but I mean, it is getting late, isn't it? No. But it's probably about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, midish afternoon. Oh, alright, never mind. Fair warning, I do have to go feed my kids in a minute, though. All right, Juvi. Are you trying to scam these guys, or are you just playing the game? I just want to play the game. You know, we're, okay. we're here to pass the time, enjoy uh, uh, gaming, and and uh, you know maybe um, 
little chat as we're sitting there, sort of uh, find out, um, maybe catch catch up on the the news of the city. You know what's what's the weather been like? Sorts of of chat, except there's no weather down here, obviously. Not really. But uh, yeah, maybe, maybe talk about the um, the state of the war, uh, war efforts, and and uh, uh, see if I can impress them with uh, our experience with the on the front. The 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 weather is cool and subterranean. <laughs> Tomorrow, cool and subterranean. So, can I get a D20 from you, Juvie? Um, yeah. Alright. They're playing some kind of dice game. It is mostly unfamiliar to you. It appears to be some kind of dwarven game. You roll, and they declare, Oh, you've lost the pot, my friend. And they kind of sweep some stuff towards the center. Roll again. Can I get another d20 from you? They, uh, they roll some dice themselves. You roll some dice. They, ah, you're lucky that time. The, uh, the pot didn't roll so well. And they kind of shuffle some stuff around for you. Can I get another roll? Ah, you, you've lost. You're by in soul, and you see the dwarves gonna sweep your coin off towards one of the other guys at the table who's been rolling. The war, uh, from what we hear down here, hasn't been going so well. Uh, folk aren't used to fighting dragons and that sort of thing. But, uh, you know. It's an underground city. No one can get in here. That's impossible, you know? The walls are feet thick, and uh, the gate... There, I should say there are no walls. There's nowhere to get through. You could burrow through the ground, but we're the kings of burrowing. And the gate itself is so thick that not even dragon's fire could penetrate it. Well, I certainly hope so. The, the, uh, they are fond of the aerial attack, and I, I worry that... Uh, if they get get this far, if they get past the river and uh, get to Toravir Deep, it will not not go well for um, the upper levels. Won't do them any good down here. The city is held for a millennia, so, you know, good luck to them. Say these were dwarves playing, or? Uh, say again? You yeah. said, uh, were they dwarves that he's playing with? Yeah, it's mostly dwarves. All right. I'm gonna say in like in dwarvish and be like, so what? A, what about a little closer to home? We hear rumors that refugees and people are disappearing. Have you guys heard anything about that? I haven't heard anything about that myself. I might have heard whispers here or there, but uh, you know, not really concerning of us types. You know, we just go back to our homes, mind our own business, that sort of thing. Have you um, heard these whisperings? Just around. You hear them at the table every once in a while. Rumors, that sort of thing. 
Uh, yeah, I did hear the city guard was supposed to be investigating them, so, you know, maybe they'll figure it out. I don't think it's, uh, it's one of us. I'm sure it's probably just folk that aren't used to the city getting lost and then they call them, you know, kidnapped or whatever. You know, it's a big city. Lots of, uh, little hidey holes and places to get sucked up. That sort of thing if you're not used to it. Dwarven architecture can be confusing to surface dwellers. Fair enough. That it can, that it can. This It's a large city, lots of twisty, turny passages, all alike. Yeah. You're right there, and uh, right, the folks from the from the countryside will uh, get lost just getting to the grocers. Never mind trying to find uh, their way around down here. But you've not heard of anything um, uh, increase in, in um, uh, trouble in the city with the uh, the war going on that, that there's not, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, prices going up or people getting um, accosted in the street or... I, there, there are definitely prices going up. I've heard that. I've uh, been paying a little bit more for my daily groceries, but uh, that's probably just because they're uh, they're taken to closing the gates sometimes uh, on account of, you know, the invaders getting pretty close to the city. Uh, but anything that's grown down here, the Farmer's Guild's pretty active, so uh, they do their heavy lifting, and uh, the stuff that they produce stays pretty constant. Nobody can come down through the uh, the Underdark to our city, so we're pretty safe down I would, I would, you know, uh, knock on wood or whatever, and he kind of taps his fist on the table. But I'd say we're untouchable down here, you know. No, Good luck to them if they want to come through the, the, the underground. What's a gallon of milk going for right now? I don't know, probably a lot. Yeah, or a gallon of gas. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what that is. I'll uh, lift a butt cheek past gas and... Alright, uh, you're not welcome at our table anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, come on, friend. Just a light-hearted ribbing. Uh-huh. I'll uh, put in uh, the ante again. Another round. Another go round. All right. Are you just doing regular rolls again, or are you trying to scam them? Uh, let's see. What have we got? Yeah, I might, might try uh, giving myself a little uh, advantage on the rolls. All right. Go ahead and give me a sleight of hand. Alright. You kind of focus on, on uh, making sure the dice land the right way up. And uh, this time you do pretty well. You beat the, uh, the dwarven roll handily.
Your luck's changed, mister. And the dwarf kind of gives you a squint. Go ahead and roll another sleight of hand check. You, uh, the dwarves roll high, but you roll higher. It kind of gives you another squint. That's another good roll. Doing a lot better this time. I guess the uh, beginner's unluck were off for you. Go ahead and give me another slide of hand check. Getting the hang of this game, I think. It's mostly luck, let's be honest. You easily beat the the roll of the house, and you wound yourself back 15 gold. Well, the the um, the gods are indeed smiling on me. Uh, you want a chance to win your gold back, or have you had enough? I think we've had enough, my friend. Good luck to you. You see the dwarfs kind of go back to their mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, what uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? You and your friends. Oh, no, we're just um, here. Um, from um, you know, com- coming back to the city after traveling for a bit and and uh, wanting to uh, enjoy the the uh, uh, the rest of the uh, All Fathers uh, holiday and and uh, unwind after uh, life on the road for a, a few weeks. Understandable. Have a good time here in the establishment. And you guys kind of, as you're you're surveying the space, you watch as uh, down by the fight pit, there's this earth genasi who kind of seems to be running the show. He's wearing this breastplate made of solid stone. He kind of pats a fellow on the back, shoves him into the pit, begins dueling with another fellow sent in from the other side. Am I going to be at the uh, the forge for a long time? Probably, yeah. It's going to take yeah. them a while. Um, so. Let me see if I can find it. If you would like to spend a day with them, um, they will be able to turn your dagger into a magical dagger of glass. It would be a plus one dagger. Um, that adds an extra 1d6 slashing damage, magical, on hit. However, if you crit with uh, it breaks. That sounds dope. Alright. I should say, if you roll a nat 1, it breaks. If you crit with it, it, uh, it still, you know, doesn't add regular yeah, crit. If- 
crit fail, it shatters. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. It would be a dagger of glass. Dope as shit. All right. Uh, who is it? the Arkelin? I think we decided there were four of us. We've got Briar, Dimitari, Javid, and Snow. Right. Yep. Uh, does Javid have the highest passive perception in there? That's, uh, That's 16. 16. Who has 16? Myself and Javid. Alright. Snow. As you're kind of watching this establishment, there's fights going on, people engaged in, in revelry and other activities. You notice that in one of the uh, skyboxes above the fight pit, and there's it's it's a group of dwarves kind of seated at the table. There appear to be, however, a group of humans who speak to them. The humans are wearing very nondescript cloaks, kind of covering their entire body, the clothes that they're wearing. They engage in, in kind of like a hushed conversation. The dwarves almost, uh, and humans almost leaved in at a whisper with each other. Uh, most of the time you've spent here at Arkelands, they've been talking to one another. And, at which point, the humans stand, give a very curt bow, and walk down the catwalks, and down the steps, and out into the night. Javid sees this as well. Uh, I'll just say to you, Javid's busy with his whatnot. His game. Yes. I'm socializing. And that's pretty much it. They just talk, and then they leave. I mean, do they look shady, or was gold exchanged? Make an insight check. It definitely looks like some kind of shady business transaction was conducted, for sure. But it's hard to get a good perspective of exactly what it was. You're not really sure who either party was, so it's, it's kind of hard to say exactly what they were talking about. I'm going to say to the dwarves at the table and dwarvish of like, who are those guys up there? And I'm going to gesture like somewhat discreetly towards the dwarves up in the box. That's the, uh, that's the miners guild. Uh, their, their lead guilders would be, uh, taking care of things up there. Why do you ask? Oh, nothing. I saw some shady guys talking to them. Mm. All right. Well, it doesn't really surprise me at all. They were the ones that got in trouble a while ago for shady 
business dealings or whatever. Got kicked out of the uh, seven. What are they doing? Must have been really egregious. No idea. I heard they didn't pay their taxes. That's kind of a big deal down here. That in Fort Collins. Yep. <laughs> gotcha. You got replaced by the lamplighters. And uh, from what I hear, they're a bit upset about it. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? They did some wrong and they're going to pay for it. You think they're going to... They would do anything to get back at them? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yes, um, how, how badly are uh, feelings hurt? Just like cost of doing business or... And, uh, I heard they were pretty the... upset, but, you know, I've never heard of anything like this before, so it's really hard to say what they're going to do about it. It's uh, pretty unusual for the miners to get kicked out of the clan guild. You know, it's uh, it's kind of a big deal, you know? The clan guilds have all the say with it, pretty much everything, and for the miners to get tossed out, uh, it's a lot of uh, prestige that they've lost. I don't think I'm gonna really do anything about it. Okay. It's not like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to trying to think of of. Uh, don't really have a you know, necessarily have a reason to go yeah, after him. And, uh, with without a. Um, uh, Commission or a contract, and and that's just having come off something and and uh, uh, relaxing. Sounds like a whole lot of not our problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are the rest of you guys doing? Uh, I'm actually gonna go peace and feed my kids. Alright. Um, I will say we've been playing a little over three hours. Um, uh, I think this would be a good opportunity for you guys to think about what you would like to do before next session, and we will go ahead and stop here. Okay. Um, so, what exactly happened last session? I, I wasn't really here for it, and I, and I also missed the recap. Oops. <laughs> Um, last session, you guys. You. Uh, you fled back to Canny Tour. You battled some Wyvern Knights. Um, escaped across the bridge. Watched the battle just north of town. There's a great dragon kind of like spreading his, his noxious poison breath across the battlefield. You helped people cross, watched as the massive drawbridge was drawn open, preventing passage. Protos remained on the northern side, stating that he must look for his friend and help others get to safety. You uh, watched the remaining soldiers, wounded and able alike, set up their defense on the southern side of the river, and fled south to Torvir Deep. Uh, you arrived at the city the next morning and uh, found yourselves easily getting inside with the throng 
of refugees. You went to the fortune hunter's office. Um, Javid was offered, or was paid. Um, actually, you guys got paid previously. Javid was offered uh, another contract. Uh, it was a simple one. It's a thousand gold plus um, uh, a little bit more in exchange for determining what was happening to a number of refugees. There have been a few disappearances. And, uh, one of the city guard by the name, I think, of Captain Smugboot uh, was in charge of uh, tracking that down. So Bromis Stormforge, the head of the Torvir Deep Fortune Hunters Hall, uh, had told you where to go for that. So that was last session. Okay. And we're just kind of chilling between missions you guys are really doing whatever you want to do you know it's up to you guys if you guys want to pick a pick a story to follow that is on you what y'all want to do so i think a few days of downtime is going to be super useful because it allows me to brew potions and stuff like that for moving forward and i'd like to talk with people in the tavern for those few days um, I'm definitely interested in this war, but I don't know um, how much our efforts are going to be able to help. But I'm under the impression that me and Briar totally killed a giant robot. So, like, what's what's a war? <laughs> <laughs> we did do that. I forgot. Hell yeah. We just sell the bad guys our letter of recommendation, and then they'll just fall. First, they'll surrender <laughs> right away. Definitely. Plus, you like fucking mincemeat bodies these days. Yeah, I say while well, everybody investigates for the next couple of days because I am pretty trash at any of that. I can brew potions for the next couple of days while everybody starts poking around for this refugee nonsense. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty invested in the refugee nonsense, personally. Okay. Sounds good to me. So you guys are going to look into the disappearing refugees next time? Yeah. I like it. Alright. I'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye, guys. Bye! Bye! Bye!